What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle John. Hey, that's me. And today we're doing some Tales from Tech Support. Been gone for almost two weeks now. <laughs> a week and a half easily because we had the flu run through this house. Something awful. I don't know if you can still tell from my voice if I that I'm all plugged up and everything. I've been taking all kinds of decongestants and pumping vitamin C, zinc, whatever. Whatever. Nothing seems to work. I'm still about 80% deaf in my right ear. Uh, they think that tube from my ear, my middle ear down into my throat is plugged up. And it's just one thing after another. But I hope everybody had a good holiday with their family and uh, got some rest and hopefully didn't go through the flu. Anyway, let's read some stories. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The problems with liquids. I've been working in IT for a while now, and I have a few stories involving liquids. The first story was about 25 years ago, and the last three were about 20 to 23 years ago. The first involves my first IT help desk job as a consultant for a large company who was hired as first-line phone support for a large financial company. One day I get a phone call, and the guy, who's doing a work out of the office at a client site and is staying at a nearby hotel, telling me a little water got into his laptop and it won't turn on. I ask him the nature of what happened as I was supposed to, and the guy's trying to brush it off as it was a little water and refuses to really tell me. I inform him that without all the info, I can't get tech support to send him a new machine. He breaks down and tells me that he's doing some work in the pool <laughs> on a floating chair, and some kids bumped into him and a laptop got immersed in the pool. He was curious if any of his offline work could possibly be recovered. I was like, honestly, I don't think so. I think the whole machine is trashed because chlorine kills components. Number two, on my second instance, this attorney kept a large water cup on a shelf above and to the left of him. First day on the job, bottle slips and spills all into a CRT monitor as I was walking by. Poof, blue smoke and a pop. Glad it didn't catch fire. Third story, but same guy from number two. Still didn't learn about keeping liquids in a bad place. Guy's office has moved and now he had a newer, bigger office. Guy did get promoted. This time, our culprit was a very large coffee mug that slipped and fell straight into the company's brand new laptop I set up for him earlier in the week, which destroyed it. Guy had to leave in two hours for the airport to fly to LA for a business meeting. Had to scrounge for another laptop and give that guy a laptop meant for someone else. Just finished setting it up as he had to leave for the airport. And the last story. Same company as the last two, just different attorney. I get a call about an accidental spill and get asked to come look at it as the laptop won't turn on. I go over and see that she has lunch at her desk and there's a glass, one liter bottle of Perrier spring water on her desk and half the contents are gone. I ask her what happened and she tells me the bottle slipped while she was filling her cup, but only a little water got in there. I unplug all the cables and turn it over just to have the other half of the Perrier bottle spill out. She's like, will the laptop be okay? And I'm like, spring water has minerals and salts that may F up the components. Of course, she had to leave in the morning for our sister office in LA. Had to stay late to set up a new laptop and have it ready for her before the morning. Got it set up in a free cab ride home from the company. Well, I'm not even sure what to think at this point. I'm not sure why people find it necessary to keep 
large cups and glasses and open bottles of liquid near their expensive and important electronic equipment. I'm not saying I don't keep any liquids near my stuff, but I tend to not have it like above. Like anything that spills here on my desk is going to come into my lap for the most part. There's nothing in the drawers below that can get damaged. There's, you know, my PC sits up high enough that no liquids are going to get to it. Now, if I had a shelf above my PC tower and kept putting cups up there, then that's just stupid. I think part of the problem is people haven't had to pay for their own stuff and their own mistakes and their own damages. And when somebody constantly keeps covering for them, then they just don't learn because it doesn't hurt them in their wallet or whatever. So... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, well, I doubt any of these people have learned their lesson, and that's probably what's going to keep OP in a job, so there's that. Three wasted hours fixing a printer for a three-second fix. This one goes back to the 90s, but it could be any time. I knew a couple, Jeff and Jane, fake names, and I'm fairly handy at moderate tech support for Max. I dropped something off, and Jeff said, can you have a look at my printer? It's stopped working. Sure, I can try. This was the days when Macs were half-shifted to USB, so it was the previous connector. I can't remember what they were called. Apple laser printer was working the day before. Computer can't see it. Disconnect the cable completely. Replug. Nothing. Restart. Reinstall printer drivers. Switch ports with modem. Try removing extensions. Who remembers that? Took me almost three hours. In the end, for the only time pre-OS X, I admitted defeat. Sorry. Had to go. As I left, I glanced back. Did Jane vacuum in here yesterday? Jeff, amazed, how did you know that? I think she forgot to plug the printer back into the electric afterwards. <laughs> I've never forgotten this and I tell it when I get into, of course it's plugged in tech support situations to this day. Alongside the guy at the same time who complained his Mac consistently thought the printer would be connected to the modem port on every restart. There was a lot of restarting in the 90s. Why don't you plug it into the modem port permanently and tell the modem it's on the printer port? He was simultaneously furious and delighted. Well, Diamond decided he was going to visit. <laughs> it's almost supper time, so they're uh, they're all a little edgy. Right, Diamond? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing to me how many people unplug things so that they can plug something else in and forget to plug it back in. It's also equally amazing to me that people don't check for that as being part of the source of your problem when things don't work. What? What? What are you doing? Am I not paying enough attention to you? We've constantly got people around here unplugging things so that they can charge their headphones, their Nintendo Switches, or whatever, and they invariably won't plug the other thing back in and then complain later because the original thing doesn't work. Two problems, a few months and three days, for a one-minute fix. I was listening to some stories when I remembered this tale that happened to me. I don't work in tech support, and I'm not the most tech-savvy person, but I know just enough to ensure the basics worked. My family, on the other hand, aren't technically savvy at all and end up calling me for tech issues. This story's about my mom. My mom runs a workshop and has a small office in her workshop for her administrative work. She owns and runs a small business. Her setup is a small and messy network cabinet, an HP printer, and a laptop that she brings home with her. 
I was in the middle of my class around midday when I get a call from my mom who says her printer was working one minute and stopped the next. I asked her to take a screenshot of her print menu. What I received was a hastily taken cell phone picture of the print menu, where the printer display Microsoft Print to PDF option was. I then asked her to send me a screenshot of the drop-down menu to only receive another hasty pic showing that her printer isn't in the options. I asked if the printer was on and is connected properly and she said yes and yes. Again I asked her if she checked the lights and both ends of the cables and she told me to stop messing around and it's all in proper order. I told her I can't help her right now as I'm in class, other than to run a troubleshoot, but since she doesn't know how to she ended up not doing it. When I was done with classes for the day I called her back to ask if she can deal with it now, but she's already back home. Cue the next day in the middle of class yet again, she calls asking for help. It was an absolute nightmare communicating with her about running troubleshooting and opening device manager through text, and barely able to do anything with the grainy cell phone pics of her screen that she sent me. I directed her to also try downloading the HP printer driver. Third day, however, I didn't have any classes when she called again to ask for help. This time I was able to pick up and help her. She told me about the HP website not detecting any printers as well as detecting a similar driver software. I told her to turn on her video cam and show me her screen. I talked her through the whole process through her horrible and shaky camera footage. I say, now go to device manager by right clicking the start button. She opens the start menu and opens settings. Me, no, 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 you right click the start button, not left. Mom says, I can't right click on anything. The program, referring to a free Microsoft Office replacement called WPS, has restricted my access to right click on things unless I buy their program. She shows me a right clicking her mouse. Me, suspecting her mouse is broken, have you tried right-clicking on your laptop mouse pad? Mom says, no. Okay, then try it. Mom says, oh my god, it works. I haven't had it working for a few months now. <laughs> Shaking my head. Now try opening device manager. Mom opens the right-click menu and guided to select device manager. I say, now locate your printer amongst the list. Right-click and run update driver. Mom struggles for two minutes just to find and open the menu. Okay, it's running. It says it's already on the best driver. Me. Okay, that's weird. Open the properties on the same menu as last time and show me. After another minute of fiddling with her, I noticed that it doesn't detect the printer at all. Me. Are you sure your printer's on and connected? Mom says, yes it is, and if you don't believe me, I'll show you. She walks around her desk to her printer. See the lights they're on. Then she walks around to the back, and she says, here's the power cable and the connector cable. I immediately noticed the connecting cable was obviously loose and about to fall out. Uh, can you push that connector cable in? As soon as she does, I hear the familiar chimes of windows connecting to a device. I said, I told you to check both ends of the cables, right? Mom then proceeds to start printing out receipts. Oh my god, it's working now. Lesson of the story? Never take the words of your technologically illiterate family at face value. Usually their tech issues are just a faulty mouse, a loose cable, or someone who can't follow instructions properly. I felt that last statement in my soul, man. I love my wife and my family, but when I start describing how to do things and I say right click and they left click or, you know, don't do anything, just stop. And I still hear tap, 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 tap. My wife's one of those people, God love her, who thinks that if you tap really fast and incessantly on an elevator button that it'll show up at your floor that much faster. Uh, no. Office manager sabotaging herself, trying to set up out-of-office notifications for the company. Just a short bit from my daily life. I'm a small, self-employed IT consultant, and sometimes I can't avoid doing the first-level support stuff I dread. This is about Ellie. She's the office manager of a real estate company I work with. Ellie has a doctorate in political science. She struggles with technology sometimes. 
She struggles even more with following the simplest instructions as her German angst often gets in the way. She sent me an email. Hello, Enns. I want to activate the out-of-office agent. She meant assistant. Like, she likes to make up her own words sometimes. For everyone, those real estate people there can't be bothered to set up their own as we close the office for the holidays. Per my recordings, I need to enter my name and this password. Of course, she sent her password in an unencrypted email to this link, and she sends me the link. But it tells me the wrong username or password. Please help me. I sent her a response. Hello, Ellie. Your recordings seem to be incorrect. You don't have your own mailbox. You're using the info at company.com mailbox with Ellie at set as the alias. To log into your account, you need to enter the username info. Cheers. Ellie responds back with thanks, but when I enter this HTTPS, I get an error message. I respond back and tell her to please try without the www. Ellie then says I've changed that, but I still can't log in. I've tried with username Ellie and password info at company.com. This doesn't work. Where's the error? She actually ditched her password and used the mail address as a password out of the blue. She must have voices in her head telling her those things. She actually ditched her password and used the mail address as a, what? Hello? I don't know why that's in there twice. She ended up succeeding. And because of course she has a paper list with all the passwords of the other users. I advised everyone to change their passwords and set up their own, but they just don't care. She then proceeded to change everyone's. Well, that sounds like a real secure site with uh, with her having a paper list of all the passwords and nobody else even caring enough to change their password, knowing that it's just floating around out on Ellie's desk. Anyway, sometimes I think people's panic, their internal panic button just goes off and they're totally incapable of following instructions or logically thinking their way through anything. It's infuriating, but I'm not sure there's anything we could do to fix these people, really. You should have let on call deal with it. I work for a big company that has a big IT department. I work in said IT department. No one on my team is on the on-call rota because we lack the skills and quite frankly, we're never really thought of. We're not a service desk team, but we do deal with incidents among many, many other things. We're a flexible team. So last night after my normal workday, I decided to log on and do more work without the constant harassment from the business. And then I can get things done in peace when I noticed a more than usual number of incidents in our queue. Turns out something important broke and it backed up 10K records and was increasing. This would have a severe impact for customers trying to make changes either online or through the call center. I posted in several groups on Teams, but no one replied. It should have also alerted on call, but no one was doing anything about it. So I picked it up, otherwise my team would have had to deal with it in the morning. And if the record struck, was it 10K after an hour of failure, imagine after 12 hours. The thanks I got from my TM? Should have left it to on call. He just didn't understand the amount of work we would have had to do if it was left to them. I can understand. You know, if it's on-call's job, it's on-call's job. But on the other hand, if you guys are going to be tasked with cleaning up the mess anyway, and it gets worse and worse, and your life becomes more of a living hell because you didn't, you know, take care of it yourself, I can sort of understand stepping in and taking care of it at that point. Sometimes playing the not-my-job role just kind of makes life difficult for yourself. Okay, guys, time for me to go take some NyQuil and uh, crash for a little bit. We'll see you on the next episode.